Today on the Doc on the Run podcast, we're talking about why you should question every timeline of how long it's going to take to get back to running after an injury. So the big question is this, how are runners like us, who don't like hearing doctors say, just stop running, who know that we simply have to stay active, how do we heal in a way that lets us stay strong, maintain our running fitness, and keep preparing for the next race, and still heal without making the injury worse? Well, that is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Dr. Christopher Segler, and welcome to the Doc on the Run podcast. I was recently doing a webinar entitled, Am I Ready to Run Again? And what I wanted to do is try to explain to people about when you're actually ready to make that transition from being in a fracture walking boot to moving out of the boot and starting to move back to activity and then actually starting to run again. Now, a lot of the people who are on the webinar actually sent in their questions, and one of the first ones came from someone who had a stress fracture and was told that you should come back in three weeks to take another x-ray. And in that case, the runner said the doctor had said that you have to come back in three weeks to do another x-ray, take another look, and then we decide whether or not you could run. So here's what you really have to think about when you think about that specific scenario. Okay, if your doctor says, I think it's going to be three weeks, we'll take another x-ray then. So you have to really think about that timeline. You have to question the timelines. And I'm not saying the doctor's wrong. What I'm saying is you have to question it, right? So if the doctor guesses that in three weeks, you're going to have something appear on an x-ray, that assumes the bone's going to be stronger at that time, right? So what that really means also is that throughout the, from today till three weeks from today, every single day, something happens. Tissue is getting stronger, more collagen is forming, more uh, the osteoblasts and osteoclasts are working in conjunction to remodel the bone, more bone is getting laid down, uh, things are getting stronger. But every single day, if you get stronger, then in theory, every single day you could do a little bit more activity. You know you wouldn't have to wait three weeks, right? So you wouldn't sign up for an event and then wait for three weeks and expect to be stronger because you signed up for the event you know that you have to do something to get your strength back. You also have to let the tissue heal, but that's a different issue. But I'm just saying you have to really think carefully about these timelines. Any standard timeline is for standard patients and generally don't work for people who are more aggressive, more athletic, and more competitive. That's been my experience. But there is no formula that works for everybody. If you think about that, that's ridiculous. So if you take somebody who's a high school cross-country runner, will they get stronger and heal faster than somebody who's a a 65-year-old diabetic patient who's overweight? For sure. That's not a criticism. That's a fact. Will that person who's a high school athlete recovering from an injury get better and stronger faster than someone who is a professional athlete? Probably not. Why? Well, the the younger athlete actually has the propensity to heal faster, but the professional athlete has more help. They have teams of trainers and coaches and doctors. I, I see professional athletes who have professional personal physicians that travel with them. And then they call me in to actually consult on a very specific part of whatever's going on with them, but they have more advice. So everybody's timeline is different depending upon who you are, your physiology, and what you do. I got an uh, interesting email yesterday from a woman who just had surgery. And she said, I am so lucky that my surgeon told me that I can run after six months. The first thing is that, okay, first of all, I want to say that it's awesome if you have a positive attitude in a way that when you hear, I will not run for six months, you think you're lucky. So the other thing is that when your surgeon does surgery on you and tells you that it's going to be six months for you to run again, then you have to think about this, right? And what I mean by that is what has to be true 
that it's really going to take six months for you to run again, right? If it's going to be that long, what has to be true? Well, first of all, your surgeon has to be right. And your surgeon has to know what you're going to do or what you're not going to do in order for you to run in six months. So the surgeon has base assumptions about what you're going to do and assumes that you will do all those things and assumes you will not do anything that would slow that timeline down. Then you have to think about, well, what has to be true for you to never run again? So what would be true? Well, um, you know, you get worse. You have to have surgery again. You lose your leg. Something terrible happens. You don't heal from the surgery. Your foot hurts every time you walk or whatever. Um, and something would have to be true for that to take, you know, a never, right? So something would have to be true for you to, um, to never get better again. The next thing is to think about is if your doctor says it's going to be six months for you to run, what would have to be true? for you to run in only three months instead, what would have to change? Because I promise that, that it, you know, it is possible to change all of these things. If you start thinking about what has to be true, what do you have to do differently? Well, first of all, you have to follow all the doctor's instructions, but then you have to do something for extra credit. And if you do those things for extra credit, you get back to running faster. That's the bottom line. But that's the deal is you have to realize that you can actually change all this. You can heal faster depending upon what you do. You can reduce your risk of recurrence and getting another injury later depending upon what you do. It's not about timelines. It's about your goals and expectations. You have to decide what you're willing to do and what you're not willing to do and what actions you take if you want to get better faster. So there are some things you cannot change, uh, and we think of those as intrinsic things. Like if you're a man, you know, or you're a woman, those are different risks. If you're a woman, you actually have a much higher risk of a recurrent tibial stress fracture. If you're a man, you actually have a much higher risk of getting an overtraining injury in the first place. You can't change that, but you can change all these other things. Uh, muscular imbalances that where you have a lot, a lack of balance. If you have, um, if you're a heel striker versus a forefoot striker, if you think you actually have control and you actually take the bull by the horns and you do exercises to figure out how you can get better, all of those things matter and progressive return. This is most of what I teach to physicians about actually figuring out how to ramp up activity slowly and deliberately. So you strengthen everything that's not injured and strengthen the thing that is injured last. Most people do that backwards. They get an Achilles tendon injury. They want to strengthen the Achilles tendon. You can't strengthen it while it's injured. It just keeps it injured. This high school cross country runner, he is different. He's a high school athlete. He's going to heal faster than me. He has the potential to heal way faster than me. So if some doctor says, okay, Chris, you got a stress fracture. It's going to take you six weeks to get better. Um, this high school cross country runner, you got a stress fracture. It's going to take you six weeks. How is it possible that that's true? It doesn't seem like it's possible because that kid heals faster than me. He should not have the same time. Run. The most important thing is to figure out what your goal is. The way that I usually like to think about it is that, Think about if you think you're um, better than a normal patient or not better than a normal patient. Let's say you have, um, you know, endocrine dysfunction, you have diabetes, you have heart disease, you have a whole bunch of bad medical problems. Well, you're probably going to heal slower than a normal patient. So if the doctor says, uh, most of my patients with this problem, it takes six weeks. Well, if you're a really unhealthy patient, it's probably going to take you longer. If you're a lazy patient, if you know for a fact you just won't do anything the doctor tells you, it's going to take you longer to heal. If you're an active athlete and you're somebody that's used to training, used to taking initiative, used to following directions, you're probably going to heal faster. But then you have to figure out what has to be true for you to heal faster than that timeline. 
seems like you have to do the right stuff, right? And you have to do more of the right stuff. And you have to figure out how to reduce more of the stress to that piece of tissue. You have to do more of the stuff to build those other pieces of tissue that are not injured so they can better support that one to prevent it from getting re-injury. And you have to figure out your plan. You have to figure out where you need help. And then you have to do something and you have to execute. You've got to, you've got to work your plan. You've got to plan your work, but you've got to work your plan. If you don't do both those things, it will not help. But you have to do something different. You cannot just sit and wait for things to heal. And you have to figure out what you can do that will maintain any fitness of any type without stressing the tissue that's injured. So you actually do have the power to change lots of things. And you need to really think about what you have control over and what you can change. The first thing is your rate of recovery. You, nobody should be stuck with any specific timeline. This is a big thing. So if a doctor tells me that it will take six weeks to heal a stress fracture, which happened to me when I was in medical school, and he tells the same patient who's like a 400-pound, 70-year-old, uncontrolled diabetic patient that it's going to take him six weeks to heal, and he tells a high school cross-country runner with the same stress fracture it's going to take six weeks for him to heal, at least two of those have to be wrong. There's no way it can be six weeks for all of us. It might be six weeks for one of us, but there's no way it can be six weeks for all of us. And when you hear that timeline, you also have to really think about, okay, so if I'm told that this is normally what it takes and that you know professional athletes and some athletes will heal much faster than that, what is true for them that's not true for your timeline? What is it that you can do differently that is really going to affect your timeline. What will change that rate of recovery? And this is usually the small stuff. It's usually the stuff you do in training that makes the biggest difference, like resting, like nutrition. It's not generally a PRP injection uh, or a stem cell injection or a bone stimulator or those kind of things. It's usually much simpler things. Then, of course, you can, you know, you can change your goals. I'm not telling you to become a swimmer, swimmer if you're a runner. I'm not even telling you to start running half marathons if you like running marathons. But what you have to look at is your goals and you need to really think about is the goal that I've been given by the doctor as a, you know, a timeline of how long it takes to heal Achilles peritonitis, is that realistic for me uh, or is it not? Is, and, and it could be either direction. It could, you could think it's going to take longer because you know you're busy at work. It could take less time because you decide you're going to do a whole bunch of things um, to really sort of eke out every possibility of healing the tissue faster. No matter what the timeline, just remember, depending upon what you do, depending upon how frequently you follow up, depending upon how frequently you track your improvements or pay attention to your pain, all of these things really matter. So you've got to do something. You've got to take action. The people who actually get better the fastest are the ones who follow up more frequently, check in often, or track all of their own stuff on their own. That's why I created the Runner's Rapid Recovery Journal. It's a thing that actually helps you Take a look at what you did in training and apply it to your healing. Take what you know that works in training and apply that to your recovery. You've got to really track everything. You've got to figure out what you're missing, what you're not doing. All of those little things matter. So if you want to change your timeline, do something. Take action. Start tracking it. Start monitoring it. Get the runner's rapid recovery journal. Start doing those exercises. Develop some goals and then work toward those goals every single day. If you have a question that you would like answered as a future edition of the Doc on the Run podcast, send it to me, and then make sure you join me in the next edition of the Doc on the Run podcast. Thanks again for listening.